Welcome back to the Inspiring Competence Podcast, where we put two scoops of raisins in each episode. How's everybody doing? At least two scoops. At least two two. What is it? What is the term? Uh, rounded scoops. Two rounded scoops. Oh uh, yeah, and a toy. <laughs> and a toy. In every a... episode, <laughs> we hide that decoder ring everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll never find it. It might not even be in there. <laughs> what it is. All right, so let's see here. We left off in Gallowspire. Uh, our genus got uh, our genus got two scoops of trauma. Yeah, that uh, was with, that with all a, about? Yeah, with another uh, look. If you guys stop killing these grave knights, then I'll stop dishing out the trauma to our genus. Th- them's the terms, as they say. So yeah. Uh, there was one thing that uh, we kind of skated over for the sake of just getting into that flashback, though. Uh, there's an elksy shaped crater in the floor right now from just getting just absolutely pummeled by that Grave Knight. So she's currently unconscious and dying. Right, right, right. Uh, two rounds went by before... Well, so one round with Arjuna's casting Dispel Magic on the Grave Knight's armor, and the second round using Disintegrate. Well, that was just me putting two things at once happening. I, I, yeah. It, I mean, you're saying that nobody else could do anything but I wait. would pick up the pieces of the elk and try and put them back together while he was disintegrating things, if uh, if I could. All right. Are you... Uh... Are you casting a, a cure spell? I should have all my spells, right? Today was like a new day. Minus this was what I your used in combat. Yeah, this was your first encounter of the day. Now, bear in mind, uh, all it takes to I would stop say... the dying condition is a single point of magical healing. Yeah, it I would, would be nice just... if she was not dying to the point yep. where she was healthy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say your healer's <laughs> hands is probably the way to go here. All right, let's get handsy. Just because that's like a fairly consistent yeah you know, you know what you're getting from it not a lot of variables that's what i'm looking for yeah you know um i know what i'm getting out of it and we're in that stupid aura of bad where it the, sucks this aura of bullshit healing yeah aka anyway. gallowspire yeah oh yeah 36 that's how we do it rub my hands together and fire comes off of them his hands are heated up uh, so it's a 29 or a 14 if you want to be a dick about it. Yep, I do. All right, 14. That will be enough to wake Elksy up. <gasps> oh, oh Elksy. Thought you lost you there. Oh, hey. Uh, hey, Randolph. Uh, thank you. Uh, did we Did we get her? We got her. I imagine, like, at that moment, uh, our genus is, like, disintegrating the armor. And then living through that whole uh, that whole scene. Well, thank you, uh, Randolph. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that every every spell counts down here. And I guess I just got in the way. Oh, never, never in the way. You're a valuable member of this team, and uh, let's get you back up, healed fuller here. Okay, okay. While he's doing that, uh, want to see what else this uh, this Grave Knight had on her besides the now disintegrated armor. Yeah. Alright. I got two more rolls, so twenty-eight more health to old Elksy. Alright. Yeah, I assume she's still looking pretty beat up. 
The play seems to be wake up in the morning, have a full set of spells, come down here, get gravely injured, use all my spells, and then hope that I don't need any more. Yeah, it's like books one and two all over again. <laughs> yeah. Elsie's definitely looking better. Uh, she kind of she like stands back up and she's like shaking her limbs out. She's definitely still pretty beat up. She looks like she's at maybe uh, a third of her health. All right, well, I keep rubbing my hands together while other people are doing stuff. All right, while you're doing that, I'm going to go through the loot. You find a potion of inflict serious wounds. So there you go. Um, Six masterwork javelins. An amulet of mighty fists plus one. Boots of striding and springing. A cloak of resistance plus two. A headband of alluring charisma plus two. Ring of Protection plus two. And a Signet Ring. Ooh. Uh, anyone who wants to can give me a Knowledge Geography check or Knowledge Nobility check on that. Okay. Uh, Uhtred, you would recognize uh, the Signet Ring bears the rune of the Nation of Geb. And it is the rune itself is like wreathed in flames. Uh, so the boots of striding and springing. These boots increase the wearer's base land speed by 10 feet. In addition to this striding ability, which is considered an enhancement bonus, so it would not stack with other movement increasing bonuses, uh, enhancement bonuses, like I think haste, movement increase from haste is an enhancement bonus, I think, but haste would probably just supersede that because it would probably be more than 10 feet. Anyway, in addition to this striding ability, these boots allow the wearer to make great leaps. She can jump with a plus five competence bonus on acrobatics checks. Hmm... Now, it, that bonus is specifically only on acrobatics checks made to jump. So, if you're trying to, like, tumble out of a threatened area, it would not apply to that. That's less cool. What if you wanted to jump out of a threatened area? That would help you, although it would still provoke as normal for jumping. Although, looking at the acrobatics skill and all of the different rules and modifiers for that creatures with a base land speed above 30 feet receive a plus four racial bonus on acrobatics checks oh made to jump for every 10 feet of their speed above 30 i guess that's in addition so unless the boots bring you up to 30 that would stack so if you wearing those boots gives you a 40 foot uh land speed uh you'd have a with the boots and that modifier combined you'd have a plus nine bonus on acrobatics checks not bad. Yeah. Um, does anyone else want the boots? Um, I've got my own cool boots that I never use. Uh, I mean, Uhtred, uh doesn't have any special footwear, but the same token, like, if it benefits somebody else, he's not going to fight for him. Yeah. That's kind of where Tiablith is, too. Like, I wouldn't mind taking those, but they're not Probably like, better particularly to have you a useful. More well, it's probably slightly better to have you a little bit more mobile, since position matters a little bit more for you. Yeah, but I have a lot other. I have a lot more other tricks to get around. Like if I'm relying on those boots, I've had a lot of other things fail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if no one else wants to lay claim to them, I'll I'll take them. Sweet. Our genus snaps out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they took 
<laughs> they took everything from her. Everything! Arginus, what is it? Arginus kind of goes over the entire scene, but through, like, you know, borderline insanity and just being upset. Yeah, Tiablith, like, pulls out his notebook again and is just furiously writing down everything Arginus says. Uh, this one's not nearly as interesting as the last one, but it's still, you know, records for history. I did my best, okay? <laughs> Jim! Jim! You'll pay! You'll pay! Geb's not our priority right now, Arginus. I personally shudder to think what would happen if we ever did meet this person. (sighs) Soon enough. Soon enough, Elsie. He does not sound like someone to be trifled with. Can we deal with one undead tyrant at a time, please? Tiblitz kind of nods along with Utrid. Like, yes, first things first. I don't know if that one would be... I mean... I feel like all these all these things are leading up to like the are leading up to Geb, right? No, I feel like they're leading up more to the Tarbafan than they are Geb. I don't know. All right, you I don't mean, know. He's just demolished Virgil or Vigil. Like, what do you mean? Not it's Virgil. Not, up to him. <laughs> not Virgil. I'm sure there was a few Virgils in Vigil. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to hold a vigil for Virgil for Virgil. <laughs> I mean, that was just like a sex thing, though, when he demolished Virgil. He's not a Virgil anymore. Uh, Nessie's not going to like to hear that. <laughs> Regardless, now's not the time to really be stopping. Let's, let's not forget we are in the depths of Gallowspire. Agreed, Uhtred. I th- think we should, we should keep moving. Uh, I don't think it's wise to to tarry anywhere in here. Um, Randolph, how did the rest of that healing hands stuff go? It went pretty good. I did have a natural one in there, but don't worry, I was healing Thalias for that one. So... Okay. Wow. I used, used a lot. <laughs> seven total, and okay. uh, 24 more healing to uh, our friendly elk, and 20 healing to Thalias. Okay. Um, you know, our genus... That's 24 what after it- being halved. Yes, 24 after being halved. And, right, thank uh, you. 20 after being halved on twice. Okay. No, our genus wouldn't mind uh, having a little bit of health, too. <sighs> well, well, oh, Okay, <laughs> I get the hands back out. <laughs> Rub them together again. We'd be dead without this spell, by the way, if anyone was wondering. Or, or oh, I'm sure we would. Everybody. I still <laughs> for yourself. Ah, uh, fuck. All right, well, that's uh, sort of a miss for you, Tom. That's uh, 12 healing to our genus. Does he need more? I think you mean six healing for our genus. Six, yes, that's what I meant. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, if I could get a... Six isn't enough? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. All right, here you go. Eight. Surely that's enough. Do <laughs> uh... you have one more to spare? Sure. <laughs> he didn't have two to spare. God damn it. I really botched my oh. rolls on this one, Tom. Sorry about Man. this. This is another six. All right, another that, I'm sorry. That, another eight. Yes, thank you. Oh, that that's fine. Your uh, cup runneth okay. over. That's good enough. So, uh, just so everyone's aware of the count here, I have two healing hands left for the day. Hopefully no one else takes damage. 
Well, Teoboleth kind of looks back over his shoulder at this uh, pit sp- or this trench spiraling down deeper into Gallows Pyre. Turns back to Uhtred like, we may be in the depths of Gallows Spire, but we got deeper to go. Let's get moving. All right. I'll follow your lead, Uhtred. Yeah, Uhtred's gonna... Only one way to go, and that's down. All right, so you guys start uh, going down this long, spiraling pit. The, the floor that you're walking on is worn smooth from perhaps centuries of scurrying denizens traveling up and down this spiral. And when you reach the bottom, and there is a single python uh, driven into the stone with a 50-foot length of silken rope coiled around it. There's a, a, a pit uh, below the python that looks like the rope was used to uh, climb up or down from. But as it is, the, the rope would have been inaccessible to anyone at the bottom of the pit. Uh, but you can lower the rope down and climb down this pit. Our genus still has daylight on himself, correct? That is correct. So you look down into this pit, and it's tough to really make out a whole lot, because it goes down about 30 feet. You can only see what the daylight and light spells are making it through that through that hole. Anyone looking down sees the massive jagged hole opens into the ceiling uh, of this large room. It looks like you're looking at what might have used to have been some sort of pool. Uh, like a swimming pool? Uh, I mean, probably not used for swimming, but yeah, like, would have been like a, like a large pool of water. No longer having water, but you can just see this, like, bowl-shaped uh, carving taken out of the floor in the uh, the room below you. Okay. Uh, he, and instead of water, uh, heaps of bones fill every corner. Oh, sorry, no, 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 that's not in the pool. Uh, so yeah, you're looking down into this hole and you see, uh, you see another hole in the pool that you're looking into that looks like it's leading down again, but that's really all you can see without climbing down. Climbing down? Like, not needing a rope? Is there a ladder or something? Or There is a rope. Oh, perfect. Should we send our trusty, uh, guinea pig, our canary, made of vectoplasm? Sure. Our genius is no absolutely not going down first. Let's send. Our genius, can't you turn into like a gaseous form and just kind of float down? Oh, yeah. I can't do. I can't do gaseous. I could do um, your ectoplasmic yeah. form. I thought you basically yeah, turned into gaseous for a little bit. Yeah, it's functionally a, a gaseous form spell, but it's ectoplasm instead. Yeah, isn't that still like a physical form though? No, ectoplasm is by nature like quasi-solid. Oh, okay. Think like a Newtonian liquid? Sure. Uh, I'll go down I'll go down with Thelias. What? With Thelias? In place of Thelias. It's less dangerous that way. For me. (laughs) For Thelias? (laughs) Who's going down? Thelias will go down. He's not, he's never happy about it, but he's a trooper. Yeah. Uh, just FYI, uh, the climb DC to go down this rope uh, 
you would have a rope with a wall to brace against or a knotted rope or a rope affected by the rope trick spell. Uh, it's got knots in it, so it's a DC 5 climb check. So nothing nothing too strenuous. But Thalias and Arginus are both in the bottom of this pool that has stairs that allow you to climb out of it in the northwest and southwest corners of the pool. The room itself is fairly large, uh, though about par for the course what you've come to see in Gallowspire. It's about 60 to 70 feet across. The pool that you're in is maybe a quarter of that, and uh, but you see just piles of bones uh, occupying all the corners, the four corners of this room. What kind of bones? Uh, it's really hard to like tell from all the way bones? up in that, all the way up past that hole, Uchard. Alright, Uchard's going to activate his ring of invisibility, and then once those two hit the ground, he'll start making his way down the rope. What are Arginus and Thalias doing? Okay, so he'll go as far as 100 feet. Alright. So, yeah. Uh, you don't see any dangers. Uh, seems like a pretty empty room. Uh, Uhtred, you reach the bottom of the rope, although you are invisible. Elksy looks at Arginus and Teobleth, and she says, I, I know this was already a problem getting into Gallowspire, but uh, as I said before, I'm really not good at climbing ropes. I suppose, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, could, I, suppose I could jump it. Better if she rode on the back of one of them. <laughs> I'm sure the wizard has yep, enough strength yep. to do that. Our, our genus absolutely will have Elsie right on top of her. Our genus isn't there for this conversation, perhaps on purpose. Yeah. Oh, I, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he went down already. Elsie looks down again. She says, "You know what? It's it's really not that far. I I, I think I can I think I can stick the landing." Oh, we've already wasted enough resources getting you healthy. Not having you jump down and break a leg now. Come on. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and Tiblith will use a uh, mind over gravity to to fly down and carry Elksy down. I just want to say it was uh, brought up in the Dyson Salt episode uh, of when we all first got to Gallowspire and Tiblith carried Elksy inside that time. They're like. How was Teoblith carrying Elksy? Was it like <laughs> over the back? Was it like like Elksy's too big for him to like pick him up like a dog? Where it's like Elksy's front and back legs are like being hugged by Teoblith. I imagine the uh, way you would carry a deer out when you go hunting, where you like kind of drape it <laughs> over your shoulders. Yeah, that See, was kind of what I was thinking. Like yeah, so across here, the back of your neck. Here, here's here's what I was picturing. Uh, Teoblith gets on top of Elksy, and then it's just all thigh strength. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think uh, I don't think our genus would be able to handle that sight. <laughs> all right, no, so see. so uh, Elksy is draped over Teoblith's shoulders like a scarf. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> all right, so then uh, it's just Randolph by himself. Uh, I scurry down, not wanting to be alone in the cell hole. All right. Uh, can anybody get less than a five taking ten on a climb check? Oh, probably. Oh, How wait, do I do that? Taking a ten. Taking a ten. So do you? Do you have a? Does anyone have a minus six in their climb? 
No, but I was nope. halfway to a minus six. <laughs> uh, Randolph? Nope. I'm good to go. All right, so yeah, what do you guys do? Uh, looks like there's a door to your north and a door to your south, and there's bones occupying every corner of the room. Uh, does my echolocation or other senses tell me of anything else that might be in here? Or is this just a creepy bone depository? Give me a perception check. Everyone uh, or just Tiablath? Just Tiablath. Yeah, 22. Yeah, that's all. Like, it just looks like four piles of bones in each corner. And this thing? That would the be floor. the pit going down again. Again. And if I look down that, I, it's too deep to see, like, what's at the bottom. Uhtred, you look down that pit and you can hear something and you can you can see something as well you see uh what looks like maybe like a it's like a raised dais of some kind like perhaps a stage but you see uh you 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 can see like it's a circular stage and it looks like the pit exits exits out like onto the center of the stage and from your field of vision you can see like you can see the edges of the stage. Like it looks like it's about like thirty to forty feet across. You can see the edges where uh, it's like a foot or so uh, down. Uh, but you're not really. You can't really see anything beyond that. Although you can see uh, stairs going from like the floor up onto the stage in all four cardinal directions. And what you can hear are whispers. They're carrying up through the hole that you're looking in, uh, like kind of eerily uh, efficiently. Like if somebody was down, like you can see that far down. You know, if somebody was down there whispering, you probably wouldn't be able to hear them from here. But it seems like the whispers are just carrying like very well. Uh, maybe it's just very echoey or something. But from what you can hear, it's like just somebody kind of like muttering to themselves. Uh, they seem like they're like angry about something is it our genus it's not our genus would he be able to hear that even with like the whispers in the background that are always kind of happening in gallowspire uh yes thank you for bringing that up because yes that would that would uh strike you as well like you can constantly hear these just ominous whispers from like who knows what uh, it's just been in the background anytime you're in gallowspire and yet even even over those whispers, you can hear uh, this one whisper that's clearly carrying up from this hole. All the, the the blanket of whispers, like it has no, the, it has no discernible direction. It's just kind of coming from everywhere. It's just static. But this whisper is clearly carrying up through that hole. Well, our logic for going down to this level was: further down we go, the more likely we are to find valuable stuff. Mm-hmm. But. I do feel like maybe we need to explore this level a little bit. So, Uhtred's gonna leave the pit and start making his way up to the, like, upper level of J8. What's everybody else doing? I set down the elk I was carrying and roll my shoulders to loosen them back up again. Mm -hmm. Elksy straightens out as well and she kind of, like, faces away from you like it was, like, very awkward for her and she's just trying to play it cool. And she kind of more awkwardly uh, hooves her way up those steep steps. 
So about a minute goes by, and you guys are just very cautiously looking around, listening, looking down the hole, going up the stairs. Everybody's crowding around Thelias' aura. Just nobody really seems to want to commit to the next move. But about a minute goes by, and the piles of bones start to quiver and shake. Fuck, dude. We never learn our lesson about piles of bones. From out of each pile bursts this uh, large-sized mass of bones, humanoid in shape, but just constructed of the bones of perhaps like a dozen people each. A lot of the bones look like they're far too big to be from humans, and they just explode out of the piles of bones, and they come at you. Everybody roll initiative. Boo! Are these constructs or golems? Or both? Golems are constructs. Uh, construct is the creature type. Uh, we can do knowledge checks after. Uh, I record everybody's initiatives. Teobluth. Uh, 20. Okay, Arginus. 12. Randolph. 7. Uhtred. 19. Okay. Now, anybody who wants to give me a knowledge arcana check. 32. 29. Uhtred and Teobleth each identify these four creatures as bone golems. They are constructs and golems. You can each ask three questions. Any DR? Yes. I do remember you guys fought a bone golem before. It was outside of Roslar's tomb way back in book two. I really don't remember what you guys learned about it. Wasn't it the snake thing was a bone golem? That was a bone cobra. Uh, You know that they have DR5 that is bypassed by weapons that are both adamantine and bludgeoning. How about any resistant or any energy based defenses? None. Okay. But as golems they are immune to magic, correct? Yes, you know all golems are immune to magic but there are exceptions and Knowing those exceptions is its own question. Uh, give me one cool offensive ability. You would remember uh, from the last bone golem that you fought, uh, uh, watching its bone prison when it trapped Vipira in it. Uh, it can throw some of its bones at a creature within 30 feet and must make a ranged touch attack to hit. These bones magically duplicate and form a cage surrounding struck creatures. Each round, the cage makes a combat maneuver check to deal the golem's slam damage using the golem's CMB for its attack roll. If the check fails, the target is still trapped but takes no damage. The target can escape the grapple normally or can break out of the bones by dealing 15 points of damage to the prison, which has the same AC, DR, and save as the bone golem itself. Damage to the prison has no effect on the golem. The golem can only have one bone prism active at a time. If it wishes to create a second one, it or some other creature must first destroy the existing one. And Diabloth. Okay. Uh, what are the exceptions to the magic immunity for these guys? Magical effects that heal living creatures slow a bone golem as the slow spell for 1d4 rounds with no save. A magical attack that deals negative energy damage breaks any slow effect on the golem and heals one point of damage for every three points of damage the attack would have otherwise dealt. If this healing would cause the golem to exceed its full normal hit points, it gains any excess as temporary hit points. It gets no save against attacks that deal negative energy damage. 
A raise dead resurrection or true resurrection spell negates its DR and immunity to magic for one minute. And those are all the exceptions. Okay. Uh, what kind of uh, movement capabilities do these things have? It has a 30-foot move speed. You are not aware of any other modes of movement that it has. All right. And how about perception? It has dark vision and low light vision. All right. So up first, Teoblith. All right. Teoblith is going to take a five-foot step to his uh, to the northwest just to get a little closer to Thalias and that protective aura. And he will unleash a full round attack on the red golem, which is to the southeast, uh, with rapid shot and deadly aim. For everybody at home, I just want to go through the the positioning on the battlefield because we never really established it. The group is essentially in the middle of the room with a golem to their northeast, northwest, southeast, and southwest. So for my first attack, I got a 26 to hit. That hits. Nice. All right, so that is 33 damage from the many shot, but technically minus 10, because it's two arrows. Minus five each. Yeah. And then a 29 from the rapid shot. That hits. For 14, and then a 29 from the last shot. That hits. For 20 damage. Okay. All right. Uhtred. How long has it been in between our last combat and now? Um, let's see. Randolph did, what, eight healing hands? Ten. Ten? So that's a minute right there. You, I, uh, it was a, it's been about a minute since you guys got down here. Um, I'd say probably three or four minutes. Okay. At least. Then I'm good on my scimitar still keen. Yes. I'm going to cast a magic mirrors. Okay. Mirror image? Yeah. Mirror image, which is 1d4 plus 3 still. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. So that's seven mirrors. And Uhtred's going to... Oh, sorry. It's 1d4 plus 4. It's... It's 1d4 plus 1 per 3 caster levels. So we're nice. 12th levels, that's plus 4. 8. 8 mirrors. Okay. And then maxes Richard, out at that, right? It maxes out at maximum 8 images total, yeah. yeah. Okay. is going to move up 10 feet All north. Right. And he's going to use his swift action to use an arcana point to put... Uh, flaming and frost on his scimitar. Alright. Bone Golem's turns. I think they're each going to throw a bone cage. One's going at Thalias, one's going at Randolph, one's going at Arginus, and one's going at Teobleth. Bone cage, huh? Is that like a cage of bones? Bone prison. Excuse me. Alright, Thalias. It's a 23 versus touch. Ooh, let's see. Ah, oh, touch, yeah. That's the easy one. That hits. Randolph, that's a 26 versus touch. Oh, that, I'm sure that hits. I'm not even going to look it up. Yep. Arginus, natural 20. <laughs> yeah. All right, and Teobleth. That is a 16 versus touch. Ooh, that misses. 
All right, so after they each uh, shoot their shot, uh, they're going to move in. Uhtred, uh green from the northeast, will provoke as it runs past you. Now, how does it work when they provoke from like moving through? If you are successful in hitting them, you s- they stop where you you hit them. Mm, there aren't any rules for that. The Pathfinder rules for like what do you do if you're if you want to do X but there's an invisible creature in that spot, it's pretty undefined. Uh, where he ended up, he actually doesn't move through your space. Alright, because ideally, I want him to end up where he ended up, so that I can flank. Uh, I just wasn't sure if I was successful on the attack opportunity, would that stop him from ending up there? Yeah, no. Okay, then I'll take it. Alright. That's a 29 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, are they chaotic? They are golems, which are almost always neutral. So, no? Okay. Okay, so you took eight slashing damage, and then five fire damage, and two cold damage. Ooh, it is now Elksy's turn, uh, who is at about half health right now, and she's not in a cage, but she's not in a great spot either. Um, she I'm saw... also... I'm, I'm not invisible anymore. Okay. Yeah, so she's going to take a five-foot step east doesn't really help her too much, but it does kind of get her a little farther away from three of them, but she is uh, still like directly to the south of the one that Uhtred hit, and she's just going to wail on it. Power attack wail. Alright, three hits. Gore hoof hoof. Alright. It's 18 after DR with the gore. 13 after DR with one hoof. And another 13 after DR. Alright, that's really all she could do, and it is now Arginus' turn. Arginus kind of has a glazed-over look in his eye, seeing all of his friends captured, and uh, he blasts Fireball. Uh, This, I, I think the last time that we faced these things, like, these things have a hit point damage, right? Yeah, I... Yeah, it's what I just read in the Bone Prison. Alright, uh... Uh... cast Fireball far enough away from Elksy, but I think it's gonna uh, hit every- So, hold on a second. Uh, you, you would know from everybody's queries that these are golems, and they are immune to magic. Oh. So you know that your Fireball would not have any effect. On the cages? The cages are occupying the same squares as each of you. So right. if Don't worry, you, Tom. We can eat a fireball. If you wanted to hit the cage with an AoE, anybody in the cage is also going to get hit. Unless you had some way of, yeah, uh, omitting specific people from an AoE. Yeah. Um, Just bear in mind, you are, you are considered to be grappled by these cages. So if you cast a spell, you're going to have to make a concentration check. In addition to casting defensively, that's going to be two separate checks. Concentration versus being grappled. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go in my ectoplasmic form. 
I just looked it up, and your ectoplasmic form is a spell-like ability, which would require you to concentrate. <sighs> yeah, this is a Darn. pretty bad situation for you to pee in. Damn it, dude. <sighs> you really don't have a better alternative than just trying to make the check. Yeah, but with what spell, I feel like it matters here. Ah, I, I liked where you were going with ectoplasm, and then can't you just phase through the cage? Failing a check or a casting failing to cast defensively doesn't provoke it just you, you waste the the resource okay um all right yeah uh let's go with uh ectoplasmic form okay um so and uh i'll be casting that defensively all right so make two concentration checks one will be to cast defensively so if you have combat casting uh, you'll add four to that and the other one is two cast while grappled um it doesn't list a spell level that ectoplasmic form is supposed to be but since it's basically emulating gaseous form we'll go off of that oh wait don't i trigger god damn it don't i trigger three constructs or like the, the that's two why you're casting columns? it defensively yeah oh wait oh okay so i don't have so, to like make three checks on that no, you cast defensively to just not provoke. It's not versus anybody. Okay. All right, so uh, Gash's Form is a third-level spell. Yep. Um, we got so, 28. All right, so 28 will cast defensively. So now you need to roll... Now you need to concentrate versus being grappled. And... Let me see. Uh, grappled. Uh... 10 plus the grappler's CMB plus the level of the spell you're casting. So that's 13 plus the bone golem's CMB. <laughs> no no thought to a hero point, huh? I don't... Uh, oh, wait, I have it. Oh, right. I got a hero point off... Uh, uh, oh, off you're going to use it now yeah, and re-roll. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just re-roll. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, 26. Uh, 26, unfortunately, is not going to be high enough to God. concentrate on the spell. I've been 18 in concentration. Uh, so let's see. You can do that number of minutes per day equal to your sorcerer level. I guess you used a minute getting down here, and then you failed to do that, so that takes up another minute of the 12 you have, 12 minutes you have per day. All right. Oh. Well, that is unfortunate, but now it is Randolph's turn. Um, and now, how bone-prisoned am I? You are bone-prisoned. You're effectively grappled. Um, Mm -hmm. you can escape the grapple normally with CMB or Escape Artist, or you can deal 15 points of damage to the prison, though bear in mind the prison has the same AC and DR and save as the bone golems, uh, which may be a problem may not be a problem but it's not gonna be like automatically i just hit it it's like it's not like a free hit and um, what happens if i unshake myself from it like uh the grapple does it get a chance to grapple me again it would have to destroy if you just wriggle free then the bone prison i guess is technically still in play and it would have to destroy the bone prison itself right, before trying to do it again thing. you're gonna break it nothing can hold me yeah, right. and I got a really cool idea, but maybe this doesn't work. Thalias can't be held by any bone prison. He's 
he can be just like sliding through stuff, right? Because uh, he can be grappled, and that's what this prison is doing. Uh, okay. So what if he tries to escape the grapple, and then when he's out of the grapple, he just slips through it? I mean, he would need to slip through it if he broke the grapple. He would just, like, that. those are the same thing. Slipping through it and breaking uh, the grapple. Okay. Fuck. Dang. I mean, thematically, um, it would look like that if he... Yeah. Right. And I'll, I'll just remind you, you're grappled. That doesn't mean that you're incapable of attacking. Yeah, I'm just bad at it. <laughs> no, actually, against the the cages, when well, do they have the grapple condition? Because typically, the, if like the opponent grapples you, you both have the grapple condition. Yeah. Um. Sure. I'll, I'll say the prisons. So each. against the prisons, you're effectively taking no penalty to attack. Well, no, because you're grappled. So anytime you're attacking. If you're grappled and you're attacking your grappler, it's a wash. Because the penalty they have to AC is equal to the penalty you have to attack. Power attack! Scythe! You're going after the prison? Yeah. Alright. 31 to hit. That'll hit. For 26 damage plus 1 acid and 3 gold. You destroy your prison. Fuck yeah. I look over at Elias and he's trying to do cool ecto stuff to wriggle himself out. Now if you want... You can essentially take a full attack action. That was your first attack. You can do a second attack and either destroy somebody else's prison or attack one of the bone golems. Okay. Bust out our genus. Yeah, I'll attack our genus's prison. All right. Um, Okay, that's a 27. That hits. Okay. For 22 damage plus 2 acid and 3 cold. That destroys our genus's prison. Hell yeah, MVP. I'll take my word right now. That's plus uh, plus two points on the fantasy. Great. You got the guy who everything he does they're immune to out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Look, the, and- the fantasy points don't take that into account. He broke him out of prison. That's, that's all that matters. That's actually a very fair point. <laughs> um, so now Thelias will wriggle free with a, what was it? He can do a CMB or escape artist. Just fight your way let's, out. <laughs> all right, let's just fight. He's a fighter. 31? That hits. 17 plus two fire? That doesn't quite get it. Don't worry, there's a second slam. 28. That hits. 16 plus three fire. All right, everybody is freed from their prisons. Yep. It doesn't feel good, because now I don't have a turn to actually do something offensive, but it feels good not to be in a stupid bone prison. Right. A glass case of emotion. <laughs> bone case of emotion. <laughs> uh, all right, Teoblith, you are up. And might I add, just in the perfect position to start uh, using those arrows. Oh, yes, I am I'm well positioned here. So well positioned that I'm going to go ahead and use that... Uh, that sidestep ability again to go ahead and pop myself way over here on the other side of the room uh, with what a is that? move action. I used it last time against the uh, the Grave Knight. It's I, it's my it's one of my mental focus abilities. As part of a move action, I can basically step through like a, a little uh, portal that that appears in the air. Okay. Um. I don't. Rem- I don't know if I may. I may have just missed this last time, but that is a spell-like ability, so you would need to do that defensively. 
Yes, I, uh, you're right. I did do that defensively last time. Okay. Uh, but concentration check. That is a 27. All right, you're good. So that was my move action to get over there. And yeah, I'll do my... Uh, I'll activate my legacy weapon to give myself uh, Construct Bane. All right. And there's my standard. All right, Uhtred, you're up. All right, I'm going to take a five-foot step south and take a full round attack on the green bone golem. Alright. Flanking with Oxy. That's right. It's a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Ooh, got lucky on that. Uh, it's going to be 8 slashing damage and then 2 fire damage and 5 cold damage. Okay. Getting little bone flakes off one swing at a time. Uh, it is now the golem's turns. Um, red is going, uh, green's going to five foot step to the west, and then everyone's going to full attack. Green and red are going to full attack on Randolph, orange is going to full attack on Thalias, and blue is going to full attack on Arginus. And as these guys have ten foot reach, they are, uh, all of the targets are being flanked. Huh. Wow. Somehow I, uh, I got lucky on that. All right, so first let's do Randolph. Okay. 33 to hit. Oh, it's going to be close. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Minus, look for minuses. Uh, well, you're, are you bonusing from Elias? Yeah. No, I was hoping he was missing like a <laughs> dex no. or something. <laughs> All right, and then a 27 to hit. On Elias? On Randolph still. Oh, on Randolph still? Yeah. Right, full attack. No, that doesn't hit. All right. And then a 19 to hit. Nope. All right. And so that was green. Now we're going to do red on Randolph. Uh, okay, 19 to hit. Nope. 23 to hit. Nope. And 22 to hit. That's a big N-O. All right. So that was effectively a bite. The first attack that hit Rand- uh, Randolph. So that will be nine points of damage. Now All we'll do, right. Now we'll do Thalias. Thalias is a beefcake. 23 points of damage, or 23 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> nope, doesn't hit. 29 to hit. Uh, nope. And 27 to hit. Nope. I'm a little worried that I saved all of my good rolls for our genus, but here we go. Oh, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> When it comes to our genus, not when it comes to me. Oh, mate, I might have more bad rolls left in me. That's a 20 to hit. Does not hit. Oh my god, 18 to hit. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then a 34 to hit. Oh uh, yeah, that, that definitely hits. Alright. So there's just like, between all of these like skeletal mouths and limbs just flying everywhere, only two, two out of... 12 attacks landed. Uh, our genus gets hit with a slam. You take 10 points of damage. Alright, so up next is Elksy, and she's going to 5 foot step to the west to keep that flank with Uhtred, and she's going to full attack. That's 3 more hits. That's going to be 18 after DR. 13 after DR, which was actually enough to destroy that golem. Alright. And yeah, Elksy unfortunately can't get that last hoof off. But now it is our genus's turn. 
there's not a lot of good options here. <laughs> Still. Uh, Easier to cast a spell when you're just doing it defensively than if you're grappled. Yep, yep. Um, if I move out of there, that's three potential attacks right there. I just... Alright, I'm gonna cast uh, Haste defensively. Okay. 26. Alright, that is enough to cast Haste defensively. Oh, alright. Uh, so everybody put on their Haste buff there. You do anything with your move action? Maybe take a five foot step? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely take a five foot step. You know what? Actually, our genus will risk it for the biscuit here. Uh, he's gonna take a 30 foot step. Ooh, that's wow. a big step. Some olive oil legs you got. <laughs> All right, where's he moving? Our genus is going to move out behind a huge All right, here comes three attacks of opportunity. <sighs> so that's a natural 20. Oh, <laughs> no. And a 21 to confirm. A 21 does not confirm. All right. The haste, the one AC. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right, uh, then we've got 31 to hit. 31 hits. And then we've got 34 to hit. Hits. All right, so Regina's running the gauntlet here. And getting punished for it. All right, first hit, seven damage. All right, all right. 13 damage. <laughs> okay. And 11 damage. Sounds like uh, all the healing that Randolph just did. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of sound like that. Uh, it was a, it was a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> now, our genus is hasted. He could move more than thirty feet. Oh right, yeah. move back in, get some more attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our genus will uh, will keep on going a little bit. All right. Up next is Teal Bluff. All right. Let's start plugging away at some things here. Tealbeth is going to uh, stay right where he is, and he will full attack uh, with rapid shot and deadly aim, starting with the uh, starting with the red golem, the one I was already hitting before. Uh, first attack is a twenty-three to hit. That'll hit. So the first arrow does 34 damage. Wow. Okay. And the second arrow did 30 damage. That's from the many shot. So those two went together. All right. With that many shot, you finish off that golem. All right. Then continuing the attack, pretty much on the same line, going at the blue golem. All right. And that's a 28 to hit. That's... That is 30 damage. Okay. And another 28 to hit. That's for 26 damage. All right. Thank you, Bane. Damn right. Uhtred. All right. Uhtred's going to take a five-foot step to his left. All right. And he's going to full attack on orange. Oh, uh, real quick. Keep in mind that you also, uh, that these things already took all their things on me unless they have combat reflexes. Uh, but I want the full attack as opposed to the flanking bonus. Yeah, especially with haste. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, full attack with Valor. Alright. 
Uh, first attack is a 27 to hit. That'll hit. Nine slashing damage with four fire and one cold. Okay. Uh, the second attack was a 19 to hit. 19 does not hit. Alright, and then one more for Hasted. It's a 24 to hit. That hits. That's going to be 10 slashing damage plus six fire and three cold. Okay. It's the golem's turn, and they're currently flanking Thalias, but they call him basic, but they just love their bones, so they're going to five-foot step, so they're flanking Randolph, and they're going to full attack on Randolph. 35 to hit. Ooh, that one hits. Okay. 19 to hit. Nope. 22 to hit. Nope. Natural 20. Nope. Oh, Maybe. Definitely. 28 to confirm. Nope. Right. And 19 to hit. Nope. That was six, right? Ah, it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't keeping track, but... All right. Let's call it six either way. You get hit by a bite from the first one, and that's going to deal nine points of damage, and then you get hit by a slam from the other one. That'll be 12 points of damage. And now it's Elksy's turn. And she's going to full attack on Orange, who's kind enough to five-foot step right in front of her. All right. Uh, power attack made her miss her second hoof. But she is hasted. All right, so she gets two gores. 21 after DR. Second gore. 19 after DR. And hoof. That's 12 after DR. Okay. Okay, and now it's Arginus's turn. Oh, God. If I do that card, um, what's that card ability? Where I summon, like, oh no, spirit deck. Is that a physical thing, or is that a... It, it, it does force damage, and I don't think it's a spell effect. Spirit deck is a supernatural ability, so it would not be, uh, it would not be subject to spell resistance, and would therefore affect the golems. Yeah, let's do spirit deck. Uh, All right, re- read that for me. How many cards do you need to draw? Draw a number of hero cards equal to your harrower level, which I think is fifth. And the deck deals damage based on the number of cards that match your alignment, as shown on the chart to the right. Each exact match deals five points of damage. Each partial match deals three points. Each non-matched card deals one point, and each opposite match deals zero points. So, what's your alignment, Arjunas? Uh, it's chaotic good. Alright. Okay. So I just drew five cards for you. None of them were chaotic good, but none of them were lawful evil either. Okay. So, just five neutral aligned cards. Nope, nope. So, if they are chaotic evil, chaotic neutral, lawful good, or neutral good, they're three points each. If they are, what do we have left? We got chaotic good, lawful evil... Chaotic neutral, lawful good. So I'm, so that's neutral evil, lawful neutral. I think if there are neutral evil and lawful neutral are one point, the other four are three. Okay. So we have two neutral goods, two true neutral, and a chaotic neutral. Looks like true neutral is also uh, n- like none of them. So that's a total of seven points of force damage. 
Alright. Uh, which golem are you targeting? Uh, orange. Randolph. Yeah. Your turn. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> five foot step, five foot step, unload on this dude flanking style. Alright. Okay, numero uno. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I've got a backup plan. Yep. I'm defiantly lucky for the second time today. Okay. Good news is I get to re-roll. Bad news is I'm not lucky anymore. And roll again. Ah. Uh, 27 to hit. 27 hits. Cool. 23 damage plus 5 acid and 6 gold. Okay. Uh, with that attack, you destroy the golem. Fuck yeah, I knew I would. Uh, but now I'm kind of out of place for the rest of my stuff. So... Yeah. Um, well, that first attack would have hit without flanking, so if you would like, I'll allow you to let Thalias take... Five foot step in the other direction. I'll allow it. No. Randolph five foot stepped and took an attack, but... Yeah. We could say that Thalias has not yet done that, so he could five foot step and full attack on blue. Yes, perfect. Perfect outcome. Twenty. Twenty does not hit. That's okay. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine does hit. That's better. Eleven damage and four fire. And then I'm hasted, so I'm gonna haste on this guy. Alright. For uh thirty-two. Thirty-two hits. Thirteen damage, five fire. Okay. Geo Bluff. Alright, let's put this thing down. Once more with feeling. Full attack, rapid shot, deadly aim. It's a 23 to hit. That'll hit. So the two arrows are going to deal uh, 27 and uh, 22 damage. And you destroy the last golem. Yeah. Just as your finger slips and you drop the bow. (laughs) All right. That wasn't too bad considering what I thought we were going to be in for. Yep. And with that said, I start furiously healing. Make sure we don't have any healing spells left. I got plenty of spells left. Oh, good. You can be our backup. <laughs> uh, our genus is definitely oh, like... God. I just want to... Oh, re- my God. I want to remind uh, Uhtred, in case he forgot since last week, that you have Yeah, that I got it. I got okay. it. Trying to not pull it out until we're, like, really starting to create, scrape the bottom of the barrel. So that looks like a 22 and 27 for Randolph's healing hand. 14! After bullshit bonuses. Yeah. Alright, these hands are done. No more hands. And who were those healing hands healing? Uh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta make sure I'm alive so that I can heal people. Wink. Uh... Oh, yes. I threw a cure light at myself for max roll. Six. Six. (laughs) All right. I mean, that's good for now. I can, uh, (laughs) I can, uh, use a little bit of help over here. I look over at him as if, you know, (laughs) can't heal everyone. Got a, got a triage here. How, uh, how hurt are you? Oh, uh, I took the, uh, grunt of the beating, so, uh, 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 I'm pretty uh, uh, low down there. Like, I mean, you would have seen him get bitch slapped three times just from those attacks of opportunity. Oh, that's true. He did take a while, but all right, I believe you. Reluctantly, I'm gonna cast 
too cure serious on you. You get what you get. Ooh, this is messy. Okay, you heal. Oh, no way. Oh, my God. Same thing twice, and it rounds down. So you heal 20 total. (laughs) I assume that's not enough? Uh, You get one more. Everyone gets one more. Spider-Man rules. All right. Okay, 12 more. All right. You need more? (laughs) I run out of spells eventually. It's it's walking around. Like, I, I I, I can manage for it. Are you going to get hit and die the next time you get hit? Well, I mean... <laughs> that depends on how hard hitter. you get hit. <laughs> right. It's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get back up. <laughs> or something like that, I forget. Yeah, you got it. All right. I'm going to cast one more. <laughs> 11. From a cure serious. Fucking bullshit, Alex. <laughs> I can get you back for this. I don't know how. <laughs> Alright, I'm at a uh, that, That's a pretty healthy number For me to be at I feel my socket joints kind of like Relocate back in Like, oh, 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 oh Thank you uh, <laughs> oh, Thank you, Elias Or, oh, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> Randolph Randolph standing there looking at the Elias <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Just hope we don't run out of healing While we're down here Alright, so what do you guys do? press forward obviously yeah well there's two forwards that you can press kind of like the north uh, north works for me I do want to say Teolith is still flying his flight ability gives him like ten or one minute per level of flight so he's just kind of floating around I kind of forgot about it till after that fight so I probably would have been up in the air more during that but whatever alright uh, I'll say it's been about two minutes since that combat started uh, after taking into account all of the healing that Randolph did afterwards. Right, that's fine. Alright, so press forward. I think Utri would activate his visibility ring as we head north. Okay, going north, uh, there's like there's the tiniest little antechamber uh, between this room and the next. So you have to open two doors. But then you open that door and long ovens line the walls of this large chamber. One still crackles with flame, though the room is cold. In the center of the room, you see a creature. Like everybody to give me knowledge planes checks. 29. 34. I'm actually good at this one. What do you got? 23. Randolph doesn't quite recognize this creature. Uh, Teolith and Uhtred, you think you know what this creature is, but just looking at it, it just, it, you, you look at it, you're like, I can't be right. It is a humanoid creature, uh, vaguely feminine in shape, although it's hard to tell for sure past the multitude, uh, multitudes of bandages that have been wrapped around this creature, despite the mummification of it. You recognize it as a Morigna, which is a type of psychopomp. Psychopomps, many of you would remember, uh, directly dealing with in the Boneyard and the Dead Roads are the outsiders that serve Phrasma, and they all have about one thing in common. They hate undead. And this is a psychopomp that has been transformed into an undead creature. Oh, perfect. He'll take care of himself. 
and she's just kind of standing there in this room facing the lit oven on the east side and then she turns her head as the door opens and there's like this just this dried cracking sound as she turns her head as if she hasn't used her neck in who knows how many years decades centuries and she hisses relics of the boneyard and we'll see you next week oh my on the inspired incompetence podcast see ya see ya see ya see ya